Lockdown Diaries with Jack Kirby Lowe, episode 16, I think, could be 15. Hello gang, Jack here, signing into the diary, once again taking Ludo for an evening stroll. It is just, ooh, no, it's 20 past nine on Easter Sunday. Hope you've all enjoyed a lovely Easter, however that might have been. Chocolate eggs or whatever, what have you. Always struck me as a bit of a weird one, Easter, because like, Really, out of the sort of the two main Christian holidays, Easter and Christmas. Easter, you know, according to the whole Christian mythos and what have you, in theory should be the bigger deal, really. That was the whole resurrection and the, the whole point of it all, really. Whereas Christmas obviously is important because it's the birth of Christ, but like, you know, I kind of thought Easter was just the. Uh, bigger deal but you know it doesn't seem to be as well it obviously isn't as big a deal as Christmas make of that what you will I've had a fairly uh, chilled one <laughs> they're all fairly chilled ones these days not with the done a bit of a read the paper bit of work on the comic book very nearly finished guys very nearly finished I think I hope I pray um, and yeah, the well, the big news, big news. The most eventful thing that happened today was we had a Smith family Zoom quiz. So me and Lauren and Lisa Janet and my uncle Richard and Auntie Linda and my cousins, their two girls, Anna and Rachel, and my mam and my sister and my niece, and to some extent my granny, uh, held a sort of a, a, a quiz over Zoom. So everyone wrote around and asked each other questions and things. And then, yeah, that was it, really. So I've, I've got my questions here. So I thought I'd ask them, and you can have a go at answering them. And then at the end of the quiz, at the end of the quiz, at the end of the diary entry, the podcast, I'll give the answers. Just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun, innit? So I wrote these this morning in preparation. Now the round is themed on uh, the fox, the uh, orange canine animal native to Britain. So 10 questions on foxes. Are you ready? There's no prize, but just fun, innit? So question one. Which English folk hero was depicted as a fox in a Disney animated film? Question two. Which of these is not a collective noun for a group of foxes? Is it skulk, posse, or troop? Question three. What is a fox's home called? Question four. Fox Mulder was the main character in which 90s science fiction series? Question five, what was the fox in The Fox and the Hound called? 
question six. In what year did the ban on fox hunting come into force in the United Kingdom? Question seven. How many points are the tiles for the word fox worth in the game Scrabble? Question eight. In what book slash cartoon did a fox lead a group of animals to White Deer Park? Question nine. Which Premier League football team are nicknamed the Foxes? And question 10. Which artist released the song Foxy Lady in 1966? I'll be back at the end with the answers, guys. So, yeah, that was a fun quiz. Uh, my granny participated sort of via phone, via Zoom. So she kind of called my sister and while she was Zooming, so, which is quite good. I think, as I mentioned, my granny sort of... Uh, more or less been introduced successfully to whatsapp video calls um so yeah all a bit surreal all very technical for uh, our family not sure that technology is particularly anyone's strong suit but we seem to be getting by um so that was fun she did a round on birds that come to her garden which was lovely uh then my uncle richard did a round on um owls so the first three rounds are probably nature based which i think speaks to our family's interests and things which is quite fun i like that and then well i don't know the can't remember the order my mum did a round on sort of a music round but all the answers were associated with colors so a question on the moody balloons blues moody blues a question on uh nina's infamous pop hit uh and so on I'll around. My sister did a round on villains, which was pretty good. Um, my auntie did a very general knowledge around, quite a few questions on the royal family. Uh, that was by accident of design. Who else? Oh, yeah, my two cousins. So Hannah's round was uh, Easter themed, multiple choice, which I thought was very good. And Rachel did another sort of music round. Uh, it was all intros from songs that she played, and they were all film songs in films. So it's a artist song and the film it's from, and all that quite good, quite good. Bit hard to hear some of them over the uh, tinny phone speakers and then the internet connection. But that just added a level of challenge. So yeah, pretty good. It was a bit hard to sort of score really because um everyone's round was a different discord differently um everyone did 10 questions and some did bonus questions and things so if you obviously had to take off your own round for the score but you know it wasn't exactly a competitive thing was it it was just a bit of fun i say it was a bit of fun it sort of devolved into uh absolute chaos really when we got to the um when we got to the answer distribution uh <laughs> granny's was, I don't know, not really able to join. I think the phone wasn't out. And then my uncle in, sort of was insistent that she tried to get back in. Um, and then I think every time he phoned, his internet connection went out. So, and then <laughs> there was a, a it, it lasted a lot longer than anyone expected. We, we convened at four and we didn't finish till half six. <laughs> I thought it'd be about an hour tops really, but um, yeah, so, um, and 
Uh, yeah, my uncle insisted on reading out the uh, the full question before his answers. You know, which just and the more people protested, the more he, I think, deliberately <laughs> enacted his delaying tactics. So, as I say, <laughs> I didn't quite expect it to last that long, and I said I'd make dinner um, once the quiz was over. So that was at least an hour later than I thought it might be. But that were okay, it was fine. I made a veggie roast. So the main thing there, the meat replacement is like the uh, roast thing, corn roast thing. I don't know, it's like a giant sausage. It comes wrapped in plastic. And it's really good. I really like it. I, you know, it's the texture's pretty meaty. It's sort of, I don't know, it looks like a pork loin, I suppose, when it's all cut up, just sort of discs. It's sort of somewhere, taste-wise, between pork and chicken, which, again, no complaints there. Probably my two, two of my favourite roast meats. Uh, I've not been a vegetarian for long. Only, well, I went veggie uh, as the New Year thing on the 1st of January last year, so it's been one year and four months now, or three and a bit months, whatever it is. So, yeah, I really like the, um, the corn veggie roast thing. I think they're great. Very good. Uh, some roast potatoes as well. I like to leave the skins on because the skins are nice and crispy and yummy. Uh, what else? Carrots. Roasted some carrots in a in a um, honey and apple cider vinegar marinade. Mm, they went down a treat, if I say so myself. Some peas, some uh, broad beans, French beans, and oh yeah, some leeks. Not, not a massive leek guy, but there were some leeks in the fridge, so steamed the veg mostly. Did pick out a few of the leeks to fry up, trying to avoid fried stuff for Janet, but um, picked a few out and they were alright really. Not too bad, but then I do think most things are alright once you fry them in butter tends to be the secret, I think, for cooking. Gravy-wise, some real nice gravy. Um, my thing with gravy, so we've got some veggie granules. Also have to be gluten-free for Lauren. She can't have gluten or she will be unwell properly. She's not celiac, but it ain't worth it. Um, and yeah, so the sort of veggie granules and a stock cube, why not? Uh, fry up some onions, pop them in there with that whole bubbling mix going on. And then I squeeze a bit of tomato puree and a dash of uh, red wine vinegar. As I say, red wine vinegar is my favorite thing. Possibly put a slight too much in, but it does give it a bit of a tang. Makes it taste slightly boozy. If I had red wine, I was the kind of guy that had red wine around, I might just put a dash of red wine in, but I don't think we do. We're not very wine people, to be honest, <laughs> particularly as long as pregnant and not drinking. So, yeah, roast dinner was pretty good, I think, if I say so myself. Um, yeah, on the pregnancy, just, yeah, we sharing a couple of concerns last night with, with perhaps we've expected to hear from a midwife just as an update thing but we haven't really if 
if things were normal we would have had a appointment around now but obviously NHS is just overloaded chaos at the moment so I guess we're not the top priority but it was a bit don't know we are going to follow up and just see where we're at with things um next week just try and get in touch with the midwife and see where we're at it's a little bit I don't know um as I mentioned the other day so my very good friend Phil he had a his second child on Wednesday uh that was by uh cesarean for various reasons and yeah I mean our baby's due in early July and you know goodness knows what will be the situation then the hope is obviously that things might be a little bit calmer in about three months time could be worse um we just don't know do we there's absolutely no telling what situation on the ground will be and what strictures might be in place but if the baby were to be born tomorrow and we were under the same strictures as my friend was um i would be allowed to be present for the actual birth itself but that is it so once lauren goes into labor get her to hospital and then yeah i don't know sit in the car park probably and uh wait to hear that it's happening go in and see it happen and then back out really and in terms of discharging things i i don't know probably i would have to be kept in and i'd have to go home uh, for at least a day i suppose i don't really know um ooh, hear an owl i don't know if that'll be picked up but that was cool lovely i saw a bat the other day i was on the phone to someone do living I, I keep <laughs> I need to check my privilege but we do live in a very uh, nice part of the world which is in London but not far enough in you know it's a leafy suburb really it's um, really pleasant and it is nice to see the nature and things as I say well possibly my fox round was inspired by the fact that we get so many foxes and not scraggly ones ones that look pretty well fed and the woodpeckers and things like that and hearing owls at night and seeing bats and things it was lovely really anyway i was talking about pregnancies and things um so yeah we'll just have to see <laughs> that's such a nothing sentence isn't it we'll just have to see but i mean it's very difficult to plan for i can't plan for anything at the moment so yeah just got to be prepared for whatever we might have to come across but it is a bit scary and well yeah it's a bit scary <laughs> yeah i don't know i was in a, uh, again saturday guardian yesterday and um it's a bit surprising how slimmed down well not surprising really but slightly sad how slimmed down it is the travel and sports sections have been subsumed into the main paper as well you might expect um, the review section is now printed on this sort of light paper rather than a nice heavy duty card that it, well not heavy duty card slightly thicker paper that it was printed on uh, the magazine is I don't know if it was about half as thick as it was a couple of weeks ago 
So, I mean, that's all just uh, part and parcel of a situation that we're living under, but um, yeah, anyway, sorry, that was a tangent, but yeah, there was a, a piece in that, uh, Oliver Burtman has a regular column in the magazines that are about the mind, and I don't know, um, uh, I've lost the words, what's the mindfulness, I guess, I don't know, it's sort of vaguely philosophical, a bit more practical perhaps, but I don't know, ways of thinking, I guess, really. And it's talking a little bit sort of about the um, the serenity prayer a little bit. So it's about, you know, um, recognising the things that you can't control. And there's no point in being worried or upset about things that you can't control. And a little bit about the, um, yeah, so think, don't worry about things you can't control. And if you can control something, then that's not a problem. If a problem can be sorted, then you don't need to worry about it. So basically, you don't need to worry about anything. Because what you can control, you can sort out. And what you can't control, there's no point in being worried about. Uh, <laughs> and he unpicks that a little bit. And, you know, what you can't control is your emotional response to things. So, yeah, I guess it's about, in terms of our situation, it's about being... Um, aware of what we can do to be ready for the pregnancy and what we can't do and try not to be worried and just trying to, I don't know, not manage our emotions but be aware of them and I guess be aware that it's okay to respond emotionally however we might respond emotionally. Eh, sorry, that's a bit introspective without any real grounding in anything. But there you go. It was, uh, that was just something that was on our minds over the last couple of days. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff, hey. One thing I have worked out, listening back to some of my dog walk podcasts, is the wind and distortion seems to be quite bad when I walk down a particular street. Uh, I guess it's just the wrong angle, because it's never struck me when I've been walking that it's been particularly windy. But um, obviously listening back, it is. So I've avoided that particular street. Uh, I've gone a slightly different route to what I've been doing previously. So we'll see when we listen back how distorted this may or may not be. I hope it sounds okay. I think the only other thing that I'll update you on is uh, a Netflix stand-up show that I watched. So you may remember in previous entry I was talking about uh, John Robbins and Ellis James um, well John Robbins he won the uh, the award uh, the main award I don't know at Edinburgh a couple of years ago for his show The Darkness of Robbins um, which has just recently been put onto Netflix against his knowledge and if you listen to his the latest EJ and JR podcast, they talk about that, and it's uh, ah, quite a funny one, because anyway, I, I won't just rehash what's in that, but uh, safe to say, the show is on Netflix, and I don't know, most people seem to have access to Netflix, or somebody's Netflix, um, and I would certainly give it a recommend. He actually shared the award that year with Hannah Gadsby. I don't think for Hannah Gadsby's uh, Nanette show, um, 
which I think is what's made her a much bigger name than she was previously, certainly in the UK anyway, or certainly to me anyway. Uh, obviously, yeah, Nanette is great, watch that. <laughs> but um, yeah, The Darkness of Robins. It's, um, so it's about his breakup with, uh, the, I don't know, I don't want to come across too gossip mag here, but um, he and uh, the comedian Sarah Pascoe were in a long-term relationship for a long time and they bought a house and then shortly after split up and it's about that and it's quite interesting really because the character or the persona that Robbins has in his radio show that I'm most familiar with and the persona that he has on stage um, is a lot more amped up I guess um, and mostly by that I mean sort of his uh, uh, self-loathing <laughs> and um, uh, various psychological tics that he's aware of that make him who he is but also make him a difficult person to be in a relationship with I think it's uh, to utilize uh, overwrought cliche brutally honest brutally frank um, but it's very good it's very funny and uh, emotionally raw <laughs> but good yeah I'd, I'd certainly recommend that it's perhaps not a I don't know if you're looking for some like comedy to while away an hour or so in a lockdown evening and you want to feel good and happy I'm not saying it won't do that but it's perhaps not the safest bet it's a bit more as I say introspective and a bit sort of uh, as a uh, as uh, Ellis James uh, charmingly uh, described it, he's uh, added cynically added emotional heft to his act, which um, yeah, it's true, but it's good. It's good. It's very good, and it's quite interesting as well because um, I understand at the time Sarah Pascoe was also doing Edinburgh with a show about the breakup as well, which I think I have seen because I think she did that on that's on the iPlayer. Lads, 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 I think it is. Which is also very good. I think Sarah Pascoe is great. I don't recall um, it being quite as focused on the breakup of the relationship as A Darkness of Robins is. But um, both very good and both very talented comedians. <laughs> it's quite funny because like, when I started listening to their programme, I sort of knew that they'd broken up. Like, I don't know, that, that had entered my sphere of knowledge. But then I sort of decided to go back and listen to their back catalogue. And it's just really sad, really, because I was listening to him and every now and again he'd talk about his um, his girlfriend. And you sort of knew, well, I don't know, in a couple of years' time, then as I progress through this back catalogue, you guys are going to break up and that's going to be sad. And it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, good show. I recommend it. Um, I've got something in my contact lens. It's hurt my eye. I'm not just bursting into tears at the memory. Oh, but it'll be sad. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, on Sarah Pascoe, um, as I say, I, I think her stand-up is very good. I also read her book, well, one of her books, actually. She's got more than one now. Um, last year or the year before, Animal, uh, which I'd also recommend. Sort of a, uh, I can't remember exactly how she describes it, but I think it's a biography of the female body or a history of the female body. And it's very good. It's about a sort of a memoir 
of her own experiences, but also sort of in the frame of, uh, I don't know, it's quite biological really, and uh, anthropological. It actually sits quite well alongside uh, sapiens in terms of you know, contextualising cultural things as to why women are um, have been subjugated by men for millennia and stuff. My eye is really in trouble. <laughs> Ow. There is something under there. Which ain't good. Ugh. I'm a little bit in trouble with my contact lenses situation because I um I used to get a subscription from uh, uh, Spec Savers and uh, I you know cost saving cost saving uh, exercise a while ago I cancelled a few direct debits and I had quite a stockpile of contact lenses and I thought well I could just stop this now my stockpile has dwindled couple so I have been wearing my monthly lenses for way longer than a month and yeah my sister's recommended me a online shop where if you need a prescription which I do you can just send away for contact lenses relatively cheaply so I need to get around and do that because um, I'm fairly sure this contact lens is on its last legs if tiny plastic discs had legs um, yeah so I don't think I have anything further to say about Derek Pasco I've talked about the contact lens situation, and yeah, I don't have anything further to update you guys on. I hope you're enjoying this stuff. I haven't set up an email yet, sorry Ben, but you know, do at me on Twitter if you need to know anything. <laughs> what you might need to know, I have no idea. So anyway, I am going to go through my answers to the um, Fox quiz. You ready, y'all? So, English folk hero pictures of Fox in the Disney animated film, Robin Hood, uh, which is not a collective noun for a group of foxes, Skulk, Posse or Troop. It's Posse. Uh, Fox's home is called a den. Fox Mordor is off the X-Files. The fox in Fox and Hound is called Todd. The fox hunting ban came into force in 2005, but the act itself is called the 2004 hunting act. So you've said 2004, half a point. Uh, Fox and Scrabble, that's 13 points, assuming you're not any um, double letters or whatever. The fox that led a group of animals to Whitedale Park was in The Animals of Farthing Wood. Classic cartoon, absolutely brutal. <laughs> if you go back, it's just uh, very traumatic. I might talk about childhood traumatic things in another episode because uh, it's a topic that's ripe for mining. Anyway, um, Premier League team called the Foxes, that's Leicester City, and the artist that released the song Foxy Lady in 1966, the Jimi Hendrix experience. Give yourself a point if you said Jimi Hendrix, for goodness sake. We're not here to split hairs. Anyway, I think that concludes my chat with you guys for now. Um, I'll probably see if I can't um, get another pal on for a chat next week sometime. Um, yeah, been updating a little less frequently, but I hope it's, uh, I don't know, I don't think there's really any demand, is there, sir? 
yeah don't worry about it anyway i'll say bye bye for now have a good rest of time and thank you very much for listening